Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. This is Christy. And this is Chuck. And this is the Robinette's Nest, and it should be called like Frankenstein comes back to life or something. Okay. We have not done an episode in ages. Yeah, literally weeks. Months. I don't want to go months, but it's been at least a month. It, Yeah. Because you said it was going to be spooktober or whatever, and we're already 10 days into November. November. I know. We were supposed to do ghost stories. September, I ended up having a mini stroke, and they thought I had a paralyzed vocal cord. It ended up I have a dysfunctional vocal cord, which means that by like four-ish o'clock, I feel like I can't talk. I can. Right. But it like takes a lot of effort and it's something to do with like my oxygen isn't going, I'm not, I don't breathe right. And realistically, you're not really supposed to talk, but yet that's what you do basically for a living. Yes. So it makes it even more difficult. So here we are, and I am going against doctor's orders and doing a podcast. Doing a podcast, and we're going to have to do more and more and more. (laughs) And the big joke is that I can't sing, and I never could. (laughs) I'm not saying a word. (laughs) But I've gone down like an octave. If I talk a little bit more like... If she talks lower. Yeah, then I feel a little bit okay. But that's not my normal talk. No, not not your normal normal tone. No. But, so we're out of Spooktober. Yes, we are. We are already looking at a Christmas tree in our living room. We do have one up. Not decorated, but it's lit. No, but it's lit. It's pretty. Darn straight is pretty. I did it. Chuck is a perfectionist with, he will continue to decorate this Christmas tree until, until Christmas Eve, probably literally Christmas Eve, but come to 26th of December, I'll be ready to take it. I'll be gone. And we had like 60 degree temperatures yesterday. So you put the Christmas tree lights up outside. Well, the Christmas lights on the house. Yeah. Oh, now Christmas tree light. Well, Christmas. Well, lights, we did. Yeah. I did the Christmas tree lights and the lights on the roof outside. You did. So we're all, we're ahead of schedule on that at least. Yep. The lights aren't on outside in case anybody's questioning it or thinking that I'm crazy. <laughs> we turned them on to see what they looked like. True. But that was about it. And we have icicle lights and they're little LEDs and they're programmable. So it's all pretty damn cool. It is. It's so cool. It's so cool. Cool. So yeah. So we've, we did a lot in October. Yes, we did. We did a ton of events. I did more virtual events, but I right. did do a couple in did person. Some in person, did some libraries. We did a ghost paranormal investigation at the Straight Farmhouse. An annual thing. And it was a small little group, but I thought it was went it well. Was good, yeah. And we went to Nashville. We did go to Nashville. I think the last time we talked, we had met Alice Cooper in Livonia, Michigan, or Westland, Michigan, or something like that. It was in Livonia at the record store or the music shop where he was signing his album, the new album. 
And we mentioned that he looked a little off. He looked off. He, he didn't look healthy at that, right at that time. And, you know, it kind of made us nervous. Then we saw him just a few days later and he looked great. He looked amazing. So we ended up, we had, Chuck had never been to Nashville. No. And I had been when I was 10 years old. So like 40 years ago. So we flew into Nashville. We got a lift. We originally stayed for one night at the Opryland Hotel Resort. Right. And it was beautiful. It was very nice. I don't know I'd do it if I, I do, it do it again. No. It was noisy. It was very noisy. They have a big, I don't know. I was going to say aquarium. Atrium. Atrium. It's huge. Lots of plants. It's almost Disneyland-esque yes. in a way. Yeah. And, you know, kids are running around. It's loud. There's a lot of shops. It's expensive. It's very expensive. And then you can walk or take a shuttle over to the Opryland Mall, which is just another mall. And across the street from that is the Grand Ole Opry itself. And so we went to, you could do a boat ride in there too. There's like a river oh, and everything inside okay. the resort. I didn't see that. Yeah, I showed it to you. All I was I excited went. about was that they had a Jack Daniels restaurant there. So And we did eat in and Jack Daniels. And we did eat and I did have a drink. Jack and Coke. You did. Mm -hmm. I did not, but you <laughs> did. But it was, so that was good. Yes. That, that was good. But I was ready to get out of there. So then our next hotel was in downtown, was a couple blocks from Broadway. Again, we've, I was, I was 10 when I was there before. This, what, what was your first impression when we, when we got into downtown Nashville? Well, we were, I think we were on the south side of town. I'm not sure what the directions. Uh, the hotel was a Drury and it was on the, I guess the Korean War veteran something Boulevard. or Memorial mm -hmm. Boulevard. So we pulled into town. It was right there in the corner, the first real tall building that we drove by. And I wasn't sure what to think, to be honest with you. We could see the football stadium from there. We could see the one bridge. And from our hotel window, we could see the amphitheater where Alice was going to be playing in a couple nights later. So that was pretty cool. I mean, it's just a block away. And they checked us in at like nine in the morning and said, right. go get breakfast. But we decided instead to go to another part of Nashville and go dine at like this place, the breakfast at this place that was supposed to be like, it's called Biscuit Love. The place. And it was one of the, the places. There's a few of them in Nashville. Homemade biscuits, breakfast. So we start walking. It's super early in the morning. They let us check in early. We're heading there and all of a sudden, this lady comes out of nowhere wearing a conference like pass around her neck. And she goes, so where are you guys headed? <laughs> like out of the blue. And I'm like, we're going to Biscuit Love in the Gulch. And what they call the Gulch. And she's like, you should probably take a lift. And thinking that we just look like we're out of shape. I'm like, no, I think we can walk it. It was about a mile, mile and a half. Yeah. And she's like, not quite what I mean, but let me walk with you. And then she went on to explain how we should get there instead of another way. We had no idea what she was referring to because right. she wasn't being specific until we parted ways. She wished us well, told us to stay safe. And we walked a couple more blocks down and there weren't just homeless. There were gangs of homeless. Of homeless. And 
But in the meantime, she's like, just a suggestion. Don't look at your phone. Don't look like a tourist. Don't make sure you look like you know where you're going. Don't talk to anyone. Don't talk to anybody. Don't catch their eye. And guess what? We did not know where we were going. That's true. We had no clue. So at one point, I looked at Chuck and I said, this is how we die. (laughs) And he looked at me like, I don't know what to tell you because we weren't supposed to pull our phone out to look at the map. Map to find out where the stupid biscuit place was. So something told me, let's walk this way. Mm -hmm. We walked that way, turned the corner, and there was the line for biscuit love. Yeah. And well, we walked down, went past another hotel, and it was supposed to be like right there, but it wasn't there. The street wasn't there. Right. So we doubled back and went around a corner, and it was there, it was. And there was lined up, and we stood in line for probably about an hour. And ironically, the party in back of us was from Michigan. From Michigan, from Shelby. How weird How was ironic that? was that? It was so, so they're weird. talking about things about Detroit, and it's like, hey, wait a second, what? Yeah, it was really used. They were like from Shelby Township. So it was very bizarre. Food was good. I was was nervous. I'd never do it again, but the food was good. We took a lift back to our hotel. Yes, we did take a lift. And we didn't even explore that part of the Gulch, which is supposed to be kind of like the Rodeo Drive of Nashville. Right. Which is ironic because you had to go through gangs of homeless. So, (laughs) like, when I'm talking about gangs of homeless, I'm talking about dozens. We kind of went that direction the last day that we were there because we went to the Old Smoky Distillery, Moonshine Distillery, and it's kind of near there, but it wasn't. We walked there and walked back real fast. But That's true. But that was it. We didn't go in that direction. Going the opposite way is where Broadway and the Bridgestone Arena and everything was, so all the honky-tonks and museums. So we ended up doing a trolley because we have no idea what the lay of the land was. And that gave us a really great. Yeah, we figured that out where you could hop on, hop off. We did the same thing. And I guess St. Augustine, we did the same thing in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Same company, the trolley company or whatever it's called. Town trolley. Yeah, it worked really well. And then we figured out where we kind of wanted to go. Right. Didn't care to go. And we had a ghost walk that night as Mm -hmm. well. And uh, that was not eventful, but it was weird because I was so tired. So when I vacation, I get incredibly tired. And so I laid down in bed and after we got back from breakfast and there was like a little ant that was on me (laughs) and I'm like, we must have maybe brought it back with us. Right. So I swoop it off and like an hour later there's another one on me and I swooped it off and didn't think anything of that night there were so many sirens it was so noisy it was was like it was like being on Bourbon Street in New Orleans noisy so I woke up a couple times in the middle of the night feeling like ants were crawling on me (laughs) in the morning I wake up and I go to get my my pills and my earrings, which were by the television set. And I notice that the counter is moving. <laughs> like the whole, there's hundreds of, of little, ants. Those little sweet ants. Hundreds of ants. And so I took a video, which was fun. 
and went downstairs went down to the desk right and now. explained the situation and they immediately moved us because there were ants everywhere so we shot up to the 19th floor and changed our room and but on the way chuck was wearing an alice cooper shirt and a gentleman said hey i just took a selfie with alice in the elevator right and showed us the selfie they're staying the band is staying at out of all, all of the, the hotels, hotels in nashville alice cooper has been and ace fraley and his band are staying in the same hotel as we are at our hotel right across the street from the amphitheater so that but there's also a hyatt there there's also there's plenty all kinds of, of stuff but that's right where they were staying and they were getting their free breakfast like yep. the rest of us every morning people. you get your free breakfast in the evening at five you could have gotten more or less dinner things to eat and then you had a ticket where you could get three alcoholic drinks a night and i did the first night i had a couple of jack daniels and cokes and that was it but that was the only time we went down in the evening we had plans every sure other enough evening. right sure enough in the morning they were eating breakfast they were down there eating breakfast you know ace fraley walks in and it's like hey there's ace Nita Strauss walks in from Alice's band. Hey, it's Nita. And of course, we leave them alone. We didn't pay much attention. And, you know, it's like, hey, we know them. They've got to eat. And that's just the way that we are. A couple of the band members did wave to us. Yeah. Including Alice after, after, after the, the show. We went back to the hotel, walked back to the hotel, sat in the lobby waiting to see if they'd be coming in. And sure enough. About a half hour later, they come strolling in. But I will say, I don't think we looked terribly like crazed fans. No. We were actually talking to the people at the front desk. Right. And they were telling us things that we should do, you know, the next day. Right. And we were, so we didn't jump up and like ask for a picture or an autograph. And they'd wave and we'd wave and, hey, how you doing? And everyone went on their merry way. So it was just kind of cool in that respect. There's no way I'd run up to him and say, can I have your autograph? Well, first of all, we got a bunch of their autographs anyway. And second of all, I've never taken a selfie like that. So I would never do that to them. Unless like we were in a, well, I can't even say that. Because we were in an elevator with them. <laughs> we were. And totally didn't say a word to them. Nope. But it was, so those of you that know my reputation at concerts, I get peed on. I get <laughs> drunks that vomit on me. I get those that pour drinks Draws, on me. Yeah, beer spilled I on have the worst. Nashville concerts are the most polite yes. that I have ever witnessed. Tennesseans, is that what they're called? Tennesseans? Yes. They are the most polite people and it was the quietest concert that i've ever been to it's crazy the the amphitheater was outdoors it was all open in the back so you could see the city i mean the wind was blowing through whatnot and it was sold out it was sold out it was like i, I think it seats like six seven thousand and it was very strange ace fraley came on opened the show formerly of kiss and that was pretty cool and when he was done a lot of people left because they just came to see Ace. So then when Ace came on, a lot of people weren't like sitting in front of us, but people, and they're older than me, pretty drunk. And they're like in the center aisle. Cause we're like, we were like in the fifth floor or fifth floor, fifth row, I think something like that. 
right in front of the stage. And they had one little security guard that looked all of 18 that was about four foot 11. <laughs> and she would say, okay, go back to your seats. And the people would go and back to the seats. There was no, you know, no, no barricades, no. no anything with big, you know, burly guards. And most everyone was sitting. Yes. And everyone was, again, am I too tall? Do you want me to move over here? Like, they were so polite. Yeah, the, it was and different. the interesting thing was Ace sang Detroit Rock City. Yeah, Ace And did. beforehand, he's like, anyone from Detroit? Anyone here from Detroit? And, of course, Chuck and I yelled. Ah! And, and we're going to play your song, Detroit Rock City. So that was cool, because that's probably my favorite Kiss song anyway. Although I will tell you that I scrolled through my phone through almost all of his sets. Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. He is. He looks like he's my grandfather up there. <laughs> and well, he's probably old enough. No, maybe not old enough to be a grandfather. Okay, my father. Her father, like anyway, yeah. Like, well, so is Alice, but yeah. there's that. 70s. But it was good. We went to the Opry, and we did our show there, and that was... Yeah, on a Saturday night, we did the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, my gosh. It's supposed to be like classy and everything. And this is where Christie's following the curse, the curse of Christie at concerts came into play because we ended up having three very drunk women that sat right next to us, right that when the show began loud through the whole thing. People did complain. They, at one point they grabbed him and said, follow me. The sheriff come did. with me. And they did, but they ended up coming back about, 20 minutes, half hour and later. They kind of behaved. They were kind of behaving, but then they left again. And with the Grand Ole Opry, it's kind of weird. They broadcast on the radio, I guess, nationwide. It's probably syndicated. But on the second half, it's a two-hour show. They do that live on some cable network. And, you know, you're supposed to be quiet. and you're Because it's TV, it's live TV. And these girls were still loud. So they definitely got them out of there. And when we're talking about girls, they were 30 to 40 years yeah, old. drunk, drinking. They were yeah. overserved. Oh, big time. So White many. claws or something. I don't know. And at one point, I kind of yelled at them, and they got really quiet, but then they started back up again because they were drunk. So we ended up um, doing a lot, though, in yeah. like four days. In we four did days. A lot. We did an awful lot. We and and we said we would never go back, and now that we've kind of let it settle, we're like, oh hey, yeah, we would I, go I definitely back. go back to Nashville. We, we did do, do Broadway. We saw a lot of things. We saw a lot of people. Yeah, it was good, and we also had a huge thing that happened. You are one year out of stem cell. It is your one year birthday. And yeah, it was one of the reasons why we went. And you got this all clear. All clear. So that was good. Yep. So yay. Last year at this time, today actually, you got out of the hospital. Was it? Yeah. I didn't even pay attention. I just couldn't wait to get out and of And they there. told me that it was like bringing a three-week-old home. Yeah. But then he decided he had to go through every fast food restaurant that was on, on the way, way home. And guess what? He couldn't eat any of it. Any of it, yeah. So, yeah. Because I barely ate when my... 20-some days in the hospital. I really didn't eat much of anything there. So we've got that. So it's been really good. Life has been, other than I can't talk so much, and I don't think Chuck is complaining too much about that. I'm not happy about no, it, I'm but what are you going to do? But it's it's been really good. Yeah. And I 
have been getting a lot of, I just want to put this out real quick. I've been getting a lot of emails from people asking about the Brendan Santo case. It's a, uh, I'm going to call him a kid because he's like the age of what, our kids. 16? He's no, he's, he's a drinking age. Oh. Um, this kid that was at Michigan State did not go to Michigan State. No, he went to Grand Valley State, didn't he not? He did. He's from the Metro Detroit area. And he pretty much vanished Disappeared, on October 29th. Michigan State, correct. So I am getting a ton of emails saying, can you find him? And unfortunately, he was 18 years old. Okay. So not drinking age, but he was apparently drinking because that's what you do at Michigan State. University. That's what they do at the colleges. But I cannot just find him. The police have to ask me. So they're, they don't believe that there's foul play, but uh, he is missing. His car has been found. And so if anyone has seen him, he is five foot 10, weighs around 160 pounds. He's last seen wearing a black Baseball cap, gray joggers, black t-shirt, white converse at Michigan State University. Contact Crime Stoppers if you have seen him. And so I, even though I might intuitively have ideas, I cannot and will not put that out to the public. And unless the police contact me with more information. Correct. So, and our son was a police cadet for Michigan State University, so back in the day. They very well much know, you know that I do police yeah, work. Yeah, this happened uh, the night before the big Michigan Michigan State game. Football yeah. game. So, I've been sending my love and my prayers that there is a swift situation I'm not saying that this is the case, but we have talked previously about the smiley face killer and that always draws my concerns with regards to that. So there's that. So what else did you want to talk about? <laughs> Something that's not quite as depressing. I don't know. I, what, what do we want to talk about? We got lots of <laughs> talk. He just about. gave me a speed it up. Like he well, had something you know, to say. It, no, I just, Married life. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, all right. Well, we have missed you guys. Yes, we have. Sorry that we have not been on. Sorry that we've been busy or couldn't talk or whatever the case may Literally have could yeah. not talk. Yeah. We did end up having, talk about depressing. We had a three-legged kitty and we did lose that kitty as yeah. well. And Big Archie's no longer with us. That has been sad. Yeah, it's not easy. It's never easy losing a pet. No, he was only eight, and he but got he an was infection. Three-legged. I mean, we gave him a good life, and yeah, it's still he was just having a hard time. I'm having a hard time, but I know he's in such a better place. Yeah, it's just sad. It I just don't think about it. Just kind of block it out. We've lost a few pets and it's just not, it's never easy. No, it never gets any easier. I know a lot of people that'll say like, I don't want to have any more pets because just the loss of them is so hard. Yeah. And that's like even Griffin, our Aussie, we say that's our last dog. So, and that likely will I be our last dog. It's going to be our last so, dog. He might outlive me. I don't know, but yeah. 
he's, he's only what two now three three he's a good dog yeah. he's not a typical aussie personality because he's pretty calm so most of the time probably because we're old and we just don't do all the crazy you know yeah stuff that you normally do with an aussie or a border collie no he's happy he's a good dog he is happy but yeah other than that chuck feeds his fish every day goldfish out in the pond feed my birds feed my squirrels our possum is back at night. I put some stuff out for him. Our groundhog never showed back no. up. No. no. He didn't come back, so I don't know what happened. I guess they're nomads. They just go somewhere else. Same with the possums. They stay somewhere for a little bit, and then they go find another place. That's It's sort of like, you know, the dog went to the farm. We're going to stick with that story so we don't feel depressed yeah. of thinking of any other that bad, makes sense. You know, situations that might have happened. So, yeah, other than that. No. So we are heading into Thanksgiving week soon. Pretty soon. First, it's my birthday. First, it's, it's my, my birthday. birthday. Yeah, birthday is on Saturday. And then we had to see the Rolling Stones. Yep. We're seeing the Stones this Monday night, the 15th, Ford Field, downtown Detroit. If you're there and you see us, say hi. Say hi. But Christy, let's see what it's, crazy it's person be, I'll be excited again because I have not missed the Stones in Detroit since 1981, but I think, and I've always said this, even in 81, this will be the last time they come, but I think this is going to be the last tour, and there was only, I think, three or four shows left. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to ever tour again. I know they always say that this yeah. is all farewell tour. Of course, you know, they're pushing 80 now, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they're in uh, Atlanta on the 11th and Detroit on the 15th. So, and Mick's been kind of going around every city then. Yeah, every city they've played so far. Vegas, Dallas, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, they were in Nashville the week after we left. And he's seen hot spots and had pictures taken. And it's just kind of interesting. So, we'll probably be perusing around <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, where's Mick? Hey, Mick? Have you seen Mick? Apparently he tweets, so I'm not. Yeah. I don't have him on my Twitter, so I might have to add him. And I don't do Twitter, so so we'll have to see. We shall see. We shall see. All right, that's it. That should do it. We'll have more exciting content next week, maybe. Let's <laughs> hope. So, you think after a month <laughs> we'd have a lot more besides Nashville and missing children? We'll we'll talk more about Chuck's feeding the koi <laughs> on our next program. Can't wait. My name's Christy. And I am Chuck. I believe you. Adios. Peace. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode.